This is a warning. This podcast is not suitable to be listened to around kids and probably not even out loud at the office. We cuss a lot, we drink during the recording, and we touch on some very adult subjects. We recommend listening when the kids aren't around or when you have headphones. Thanks, guys. Bye. This is Jen, and this is the Let's Chat Paranormal Podcast. I'm here with my brother, Eric, and my boyfriend, Jesse. Say hi, guys. Yeehaw. How's it going? Yeehaw. <laughs> is this because it's our rodeo episode? Yes, it is because it's a rodeo <laughs> episode. Our, our Western theme. Oh, because we're ticks. And... Damn it. I should. We should redo this one. I missed the mark completely. I should have been outie. Oh, no, yeah. no. I like yeah. yeehaw. We're leaving it. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um... We're here for our episode 60, and uh, we're going to be talking about some rodeos and uh, cowboys. Cowboys. But, um... Wait, wait, wait. What do cowboys' buds do? Uh, oh, they drive us nuts. It's <laughs> 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 like, wait, I know this answer. <laughs> Did you see that light bulb just, like, kind of <laughs> kind of teetered a little bit? It's like, flickered. And just went full bright. like, oh, I know this. Anyways, um, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and anywhere else you can find some good podcasts. You can send in your stories to Let's Chat Paranormal at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Both of those are going to be Let's Chat Paranormal. Also, uh, something new that we're doing. I actually have a little, what is that? A flea market stand. Uh, where I'm trying to sell some of my artwork and whatnot, but I also am having my handy recorder. So if you want to stop by <laughs> and come in and tell me your story in person, uh, it'll most likely just be me or Jesse, but whatever you're more comfortable with, you can come in and actually tell us. Or if you just want to say hi and hang out, we'd appreciate it. My dad's stand is like literally two stands away and he's uh, Toys Monitos drums. So if you're also a toy collector, you can pop in there. Or just anything um, nerd fandom collecting. Yeah, thing. really. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's, it's I, a I mean, wide I, scope. I think you should also put it out there. I mean, you are a great artist and y'all can also get some awesome artwork <laughs> commissioned. Yeah, that's that's really why I have a stand, to be honest. <laughs> that's how I'm trying to get commissions. Yeah, amazing, uh, amazing stuff. Thanks. Okay, sorry about that. That was also the little artist that I share the stand <laughs> with. He also has his own little easel set up there. <laughs> I'm just I'm just picturing Jesse Boyega and he's over there just <laughs> painting like Jesse Borrego. Borrego, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, he doesn't take commissions. He does what he does and yeah. you uh Which is mainly paint himself. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we also are meeting really cool people we're gonna share yes. a story that somebody has shared with us there's also a, somebody else that had shared with hopefully i can get her to re-record it for some reason it didn't save but yeah we if you have anything uh that you want to share with us in person like i'd love to be able to record with you also, in the future, we plan on having another guest that we got to meet today. His name is Israel Garcia. He's a local comedian, and he yeah yeah he gave a a quick little joke, a, a ghost joke, <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was hilarious. So Real funny stuff. Yeah, so can't wait to have him on in the future. Oh yeah, 
for yeah. sure but and um, uh I, I you know I, i'd like just to point this out like guys like y'all support and everyone's support is helping our little community grow and we just appreciate everything yeah we actually met somebody that i i don't think we're allowed to name him but said that he'd been listening to some of our first episodes like since the beginning so um yeah. Shout out to you, dude. We met him at Robert's uh, little memorial get together, so it was great seeing everybody there. Well, I've I've already met him, and I know you've confirmed, him. but we cannot say his name because he wasn't too forthcoming about it. So I would prefer <laughs> to keep it secret. But anywho's, yeah. Aside from that, I guess uh, we can share this one story. Uh, she. I didn't ask if we could share her name, so I won't say her name or anything like that. But this person did share this story, so I'm going to play it for you. And uh, it's just a quick little five-minute one, but I think it's a pretty good one. So let's hear it. Let's see. Oh, nope. No, wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> it's my sister, Zach Baggins porn. <laughs> okay. Okay, so when I was about six years old, me and my cousin, she's like a couple months older than me. We were actually playing at my tia's house. And my little cousin, he wanted to play with us. He had this stupid little doll that he would call Chucky, but it wasn't a Chucky doll. Mm -hmm. So we're like, okay, we'll play hide and seek with you. So we actually hid in her room and we locked the door because he would want to come in. You know, typical little boy stuff. <laughs> we unlocked the door. And we're trying to open it, but we can't. We're like, hey, we called my mom, we called my sister, we called my aunt. Nobody could hear us. They were actually looking for us. They couldn't hear us. We were banging on the door and everything. And we had seen this doll move before. And he did call it Chucky. We've seen it go move and we're like freaking out. So we're banging on the door, screaming, like we're in tears. And we're like, hey, come on, open the door. We thought it was him. His name is Thaddeus. So we're like, hey, Thaddeus, open the door, open the door. And then they finally hear us knocking, and when they open it, it's been unlocked the whole time. Oh, shit. <laughs> and right at the bottom of the door, right on the other side of the door, was the Chucky doll. Oh, no. And he actually, and we're like, why, we couldn't, we're like, why didn't you open the door? Didn't you hear us screaming? We heard nothing. We couldn't hear my mom, we couldn't hear my tia. We were banging on the, they didn't hear us banging and screaming. Oh, my God. And when, uh me and my cousin were like it's not him we're like chucky let us out let us out we're, you know we'll play with daddy let us out after we said that he opened the door opened mm -hmm. and that's when they can find us oh wow it freaked the hell out of us and we swore we throw away the door <laughs> but we think it happened because we also played the Ouija board like two days ago oh wow two days before that because <laughs> my aunt she collects the Ouija board and she had she does all like she does what well, she says good magic but it's not and like every time she tries to do magic something counteracts it so thankfully she moved out of that house okay. because that house a lot of craziness would happen really a lot of spooky stuff so when she moved out that's when I had the other thing with my grandfather happen wow yeah so did, did anything happen with the Ouija board she ended up getting rid of it Actually, no, I actually have no idea what happened to that Ouija board because I remember we were watching scary movies the night, then we decided to play with the Ouija board, mm -hmm. which I just suggest not to do. <laughs> and then Chucky happened. Uh -huh. And when Chucky happened, he carries that doll everywhere. We had to wait till he went to sleep, and we, and we got rid of that doll. Me and my cousin, 
Nobody knows where that doll is. Me and her have forgotten what we did with it, but we got rid of it. Uh-huh. So when he asked for Chucky, we told him, oh, the spirits took him back. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and he, he was like, okay. Oh, my gosh. So he's like, the spirits took him back. We're good. Oh and my I'm like, God. no, we could not deal with that. <laughs> that's what happened. It was like, no. And, so he, it, it, and he was like, it's, he said, it's my imaginary friend, Chucky. And it was an imaginary friend. Mm-hmm. Until he had got the doll. I, we have no idea who gave him the doll or nothing. That imaginary friend transferred to the doll. Oh, my God. So, and it was the most weirdest thing. It was, we were, like, like I said, screaming everything. They couldn't hear us. What they found was the doll right there. And we told my mom and my dad, it was the doll. We couldn't hear you. They thought we were we were being, like, oh, yeah, we're faking it. You heard us. You know, they were going to call the cops because they thought we had... Because the door, the back door was open. Oh. Thankfully, the screen was on, so my little sister and him don't go out. But the back door was open. They thought we were running, we were outside hiding from them. Oh my! They were planning to call the cops. Everything. And we're like, no, we were trying to open the windows. We were yelling. Everything. It didn't work. Oh my gosh! So we're like, no. So like I said, thankfully she moved from that house because there was a lot of spooky stuff that happened there. Really? And yeah. what what side of town was that? Right here on the south side. Oh really? Like- yeah. Okay, like so. where uh, Five Palms is, uh-huh. like by Fairgreen and where all that. I think I know where that's Yeah, at. that's pretty much where it is. It's like, yeah, Fairgreen okay. right there. Wow. That's creepy. And it, it, it's that one house that it happened at. Uh-huh. Like she does it still at this, her new house, but it's not as bad. Huh. Yeah. I wonder if like somebody previous to her did stuff there too. Probably, well, because that's what I'm thinking happened at our house because... Um, we live over there on the west side, uh-huh. like towards Alzamora and everything mm-hmm. like that. When we first lived there, like maybe four, four years in, my little sister with her little kids laughing, and there's nobody there. It was us asleep, and you hear sometimes at night you can hear somebody walking. Oh no! And there's nobody. Oh my god! And that's my dad. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Cycle. Okay, I'm on my way. Okay, okay. Okay. Sir, thank you so much. What do you think? Right? When she was telling me, I was just like, God, I hate dolls. And just like, no, I'm not about that life. Especially just to choose the name Chucky. Right? Like, maybe they had seen the movie or something. My biggest concern is losing uh, sight of that doll after, like, just After claiming, all that yeah, happened. claiming that they got rid of it. Where the fuck is the doll? Yeah, that's so scary. But yeah, she <laughs> she was telling me that she has other stories <clears throat> that other like some other happenings happened there. Um, she, I think she had mentioned a, a story with her grandfather. So hopefully, in the future, we can have more stories with her. But yeah, uh, yeah, I'm really grateful that she was able to to record with us. Shit, yeah, shit, yeah. Yeah, that was definitely a spooky story. And already the gears in my head are are turning and twisting to so that we could get you a, a good little recording. Better area audio, there. yeah, yeah. Oh no, no, I'm not saying that it was bad or anything, but just so that it could be, you know, mm-hmm. not as you don't hear everybody's. That oh, was yeah. Dad's cell phone going off. By the way, <laughs> I saw him walking by, and I saw. Thanks, Dad. (laughs) He's on my little contribution. Yeah. Um, But yeah, okay, before we get into the stories, um, spooky updates. 
How so are we? I actually have one that didn't happen to me. Oh, okay. But happened right in front of me. Oh. And it was like a fucking movie. Okay, tell me, tell me. Okay, so it happened two days ago, right? Uh, we were all laying in bed. Mm-hmm. It was me, Eva, and Logan laying in the bed. And Eva's just scrolling through her Facebook, blah, blah, blah. Logan's laying right next to her, right? And she's scrolling and she's scrolling. And suddenly she kind of stops and she's like, Logan? And she jumps up and she looks behind her and she's like up, right? She's she's on her hands uh, sitting up and she's looking behind the bed. And she's like, I just felt as if somebody was rubbing my head. Ooh. But I saw both of Logan's hands because I originally thought, because he was laying next to her. Mm-hmm. And she said that she thought he was like laying on one and rubbing her head and her hair. But when she realized that both of his hands were there, she, you know, jumped up to look because oh. she felt as if somebody oh was rubbing the top of her head. Hell no. Yeah, so that one, and, and I was there, witness to it. Yeah. She was completely start like, it was genuine where she was completely confused on what the fuck was going on because she thought it was Logan. But he was there playing, and I think that's even what triggered it because he said, like, look, mama, and... Lo and behold, you know, to Eva, but those, yeah. those, they're both of his hands. And she's like, well, who the fuck is touching my head? Oh, my God. She's like, you're trying to get frisky, boy. <laughs> <laughs> trying, to pull a, trying to pull a fast one. Uh, huh? we, we've gone through this one already. <laughs> we've gone through this one. That's I would've, scary. I would have been like, fucking ghost, touch me, man. What's going on here? <laughs> this is what we're doing now? Yeah, the, the horny goat weed doesn't work. Let me put that out there. Anyways, that is terrifying. I don't. I don't like that at all. <laughs> um, I do have an update. I don't want to say that it's creepy because it has to do with Robert. Okay. Um, okay. So on Friday, it was basically like Friday morning, like before I got ready for work. I had a dream about Robert and I truly believe it was Robert visiting me to say goodbye. Oh, because, okay. Um, nice. Because ever, ever since we heard the the, the news that he had passed – like I've been, I've genuinely been very upset about it because he's he's been a friend he's always been very supportive <clears throat> sorry and I truly appreciated and loved him as a friend and just to hear of his sudden passing was just you know it just hurt and we were kind of speculating debating if we would have enough time to even go yeah so we were <clears throat> like oh, maybe you know we won't have enough time you know and yeah, I was like well yeah. I was like. I was like, I I want to go. I was like, but you know, we've the, our weekends are full plated. So we were before that night. We were kind of on like whether it, or not we were going to be able to go. To it was the more memorial. like it's not going to really happen. You know, we'll yeah. try, yeah. but yeah. more than likely, no. Well, it so anyways in my dream. We were at the old place that we used to have, like, the toy swap meets, and it was called Cooter Browns. It was off of 1604 in Bandera. I don't really remember much, but I just remember there was a bed there, like, in, like, a dance area, and Robert was in the bed, and, like, and I was just, like, really happy to see him. I was like, what are you doing here? Like, you know? And, like, I don't really remember the conversation, but I just remember it being, like, a genuine feeling of happiness and just like oh i feel a lot better blah 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 and like just a sense of closure like i guess i really needed that because like yeah we weren't very close like talking every day but every time i saw him on the weekends because he was also at the flea market we'd talk for a while and we'd talk about for a long while like it would be like a like a because i would leave and i'd leave for like 30 to 45 minutes (laughs) and i'd get back and they'd still be like 
yeah going on but um yeah i just felt like it was him saying goodbye and that just because he knew that i was broken up or something i don't know if if it was just a dream because i was he was so heavy on my mind or something but i like to think that it was him saying goodbye but yeah that's just my update i don't want to say it's a creepy update because it's not creepy it was a very happy one and, and you know uh when i when i see those you're conflicted with whether or not, you know, it, it is something or not. I know it's a cheesy ass, stupid <laughs> comparison, but do you remember in Pirates of the Caribbean where she gives him the dirt mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she asks, uh, or he asks, uh, is this going to help? And she says, well, then give it back. And, and he's, he's like, like no. no. And then she says, well, then it helps. So <laughs> that's the way I look at it. Yeah, if, that's true. If if it helps you, then that's your answer. Yeah, it's it it's definitely helping because like especially like anything with fucking Mandalorian or Boba Fett, like yeah. I'll I'll just like uh I don't know where it's at. Jesse bought me like a little Luke Skywalker holding Grogu mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm. has like the Boba Fett thing as a backer card and I was just like, Oh, like Robert really loved that and it just like you know, makes a little pang like, Oh, yeah. Robert's not here to see this or enjoy yeah, this. So yeah. so I just I really think it's a, a nice little memoir or it's like a, a nice closure, closure yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean yeah. he was he was a big uh, He was a big supporter. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Like um, even before you you did the 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 chat thing, he would always mm-hmm. tell you like you know you should do yeah something. he would he would talk to me about cr- true crime and just ghosts and shit <laughs> even before the the podcast. <laughs> yeah, because I would come back. I was like, oh, like like I said, when I get in that world, I'm just like, oh yeah, like this figure, like this comic mm-hmm. nerd stuff, and like you'll get lost in it. Yeah, and uh, yeah. she really didn't, and there was nobody else there that would, I guess, be able to hold a conversation with her about something that like yeah. is in her field of like <laughs> that she likes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like he would just, you know, sit there in his wheelchair and they fucking have conversation. I'd be like, "Hey," are you? and she's like, "Yeah, I'm fine." Like it's just me and Robert. I was like, "So can I go back?" <laughs> I, I was like, "Can I go back into the booth?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah." We were just, you know, we're we're getting started, and I was like, "Okay." I was like, <laughs> Yeah, so that was uh, my update. How about you, Jesse? Um, I actually had a a very, I guess mine was like creepy to like the nine. I would give it because, mm. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> after the last episode with what is it? What was she called? Uh, Peggy the Peggy doll. the doll exactly. Uh, it got pretty intense for a while. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of cleansing and um. Uh, cleaning and stuff like that so after that happened it actually went really quiet for a while like just the house in general um so it wasn't really pinging too much um up until friday this friday so um just get off of work i am coming in i've got you know like she said i bought her a bunch of pops i bought a bunch of other stuff and i had a bunch of bags and I was like, I'm going to put my car in the carport first and then hers. So I'm doing the whole thing. And as I exit my car, I get a big whiff of like cigarette smoke and like cigarette butts. And I'm like, like instantaneously, without even like giving it a second thought, like in the back of my head, I just said, the man, the old man, which I don't know why I said it. But I was like, as soon as I heard it in my head, I was like, man, whatever. So I went, got the other car, pulled it in got my bag then i was doing a slight bend to pick up the stuff from the ground and it, it ever so lightly in my peripheral i saw someone step into it 
Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like a, a a passing flash where you kind of see like a a, a quick flash. Like it was an yeah. a legit like person, person yeah. that stepped into my peripheral that literally made me drop my bags and reach for my knife that I have in my holster and like do like a whole complete like uh putting your forearm up and like kind of just scanning the area. Yeah, yeah. So immediately I go into like offensive mode i was like oh he's somebody's hiding behind the cars so i'm like looking at the spotlight and i'm like the spotlight didn't go off that's like should be an instantaneous like yeah yeah they went that way so i look at the only point of entry which is the gate and i'm like i don't see anything it's clear so i'm like the playground set that we have over there and i was like that means he would have had to have completely like gone into your view like yeah ghosted me and gone left you know and I was all like, that, that'd be impossible. I was like, but it's not out of the question. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I was like, but he was a pretty tall, you know, looking thing. So I was all like, or looking person more than likely. So I do go around the playgrounds and I'm checking, you know, all the little nooks and crannies like an idiot, like thinking <laughs> a, a, a grown ass man like my body would be in there. <laughs> and I kind of just, I'm like, you know what? Like my brain said, it's probably the old man checking in on something, the the cigarette smoke that we smell sometimes or the, the percolating coffee that whoever it is that smokes cigarettes and drinks coffee in this house at some point yeah, like decided yeah. to kind of check in. But in my mind, I was like, why is he outside? Yeah. This never happens outside. This always happens in the house yeah, and in the yeah. back room. I was like, to be out here, it just, it was so, it just was like really, out of, out of place. And yeah. Stuff. It was yeah. really like, what are you doing out here? Like in my head, I was like, you're not even supposed to, I didn't even know you could be out here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my question was, so without naming names, obviously with your reference to the house being immensely quiet, right? Like abnormally quiet. We do have somebody that we're related to that is, I guess, uh, within the throes of, of passing. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious to know if maybe that has any contributions to why the house is so quiet you mean everything that's here is kind of comforting over there yeah or or just standing by that's interesting that you say that because when he was describing the person i thought of chicle who who is our uncle that had passed a long time ago so the immediate and and this may be just two different people right Mm -hmm. my immediate thought was our actual grandfather who we never got to meet, by Who the way. Who we never got to meet, but we heard stories, and we heard he was in a very nice man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... And I, I felt like a very... Intimidating type of presence or something. Yes, like he wasn't going to, like, back down, and he was just, like... um, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it, it wasn't threatening, but it was very... Domineering? Yes, like, I, like mm. if it's... I when Like, that's why I reached for my knife, and I did the forearm, because yeah. I was like, yeah, this is a... a a, a strong like i felt like it was like a a, a, a man like it was a yeah, fucking yeah dude it wasn't like a teenager it wasn't a fucking yeah girl it was a dude like, in a bar fight and, and <laughs> automatically that's that's what i'm thinking is that you know I, I i would like to believe that our grandmother is the presence that y'all continue to feel within the house and mm-hmm. stuff like that mm-hmm. and that she's probably trying to comfort her daughter in her time of need right now and while the absence of our grandmother from or her presence from the the home is allowing him to come back around, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, of course this is just this is just a theory. Yeah. Uh, it's just a thought, and like I said, you know, <laughs> I'm just gonna throw it out there that like I automatically thought of Chicle. I've mm-hmm, never mm-hmm. really thought of him being as being here still, but 
technically we still have his like where he lived back there yeah. still standing <laughs> yeah yeah so like he definitely has a place like as a like something a place that's to holding reside. him yeah 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 very true very true okay so i think that's a i think that's gonna wrap up our creepy updates right anybody yeah. else um pretty much i i thought i had something that was weird after that and that was like last night's dream so it was one of those dreams where like you think it's real for a second okay okay so it was me jen and like three people whoa that i couldn't um i couldn't tell who they were okay just because like they were like so i thought it was happening in real life but as soon as it started going on and like the raw emotion was going away and I started looking at him. I was like, this doesn't make sense. This can't be like the real world. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's me, her, Sal, the TV's on. I'm at the spot that I'm always at. And Jen's at the spot that she's at. And one of the three people, a female, calls out to Sal. And Sal comes out. And he's like bigger. And I'm looking. And I was like, man, he got so big. Like he's a big boy? Uh, Just a little bit older. Not like... Full grown, yeah, not full grown, and because you know he still looks like it's not enough to to put a a, a ding on this is like a dream because I'm still like, huh. mm, okay, I get what you're saying. And she goes, I've been teaching him to sing, and I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, yeah, like she's like canta, 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 and I was all like, what? I was like, what is he gonna sing? So he started um singing some like, oh, fuck, some like '90s. Um, like ballad or something. I don't remember what <laughs> band it was, but it was like an, like an, an alternative. And I'm looking at him like, what? Like what? 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 And he's singing it word per word, but he's singing it like with like emotion. Uh-huh. And I go, where? Where did you learn that? Like, how did you teach him? And she's like, oh, like we we sing to him at night. Hmm. And Weird. I was all like, okay. I was like, well, I was like, and he sang it so perfectly with such good emotion that Jen started crying. And like me watching Jen cry, it kind of like got me a little like emotional. And I was like, huh. <laughs> I cry for everything. Yeah. And and the, <laughs> then the other two people like kind of started clapping and they're like, yeah, yeah. Like they, they nod their, they never say anything. They're just like nodding in there. And as I'm like watching Sal and he, Sal does his little like, yeah, like, you know, like, <laughs> little ham thingy and um the lady turns around and says you can go play in your room now we'll go and he you know his big steps takes off uh jen's like oh my god that was so beautiful she's like next time i have to record it and blah blah and as i'm watching her interact i start realizing that these people are like white staticky blobs oh okay and i can see the the outlines of them but they're like, there's no features, there's no clothing. It's just like a, a, a tear in the the area. Okay, okay. So as they're moving, it, it kind of statics out wherever they're at because yeah. they're motioning stuff. And the other two people that I can't hear them talk, only she can hear them because she's answering to them. Like, yeah, you know, I have a flea market. We're going to go to the flea market tomorrow and we've got this. And uh, thank you for pushing me. If it wasn't for you, like I would never have done this. And I'm like, what the fuck is she talking to? <laughs> because they're waving and they're doing like clapping gestures, mm-hmm. but they're not saying anything. And I'm like, you can only hear them. Yeah. And then the female 
person gets up and as she gets up i again it's static so i can't distinguish the 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 depth perception of it okay okay so it goes from like she's sitting across the other couch and gets up but all of a sudden the static is like right in your face right in my oh, face shit. and goes you should go to bed oh, shit. and i wake up and i'm in the couch and i was like what and that's when i i woke up jenna because we both slept on the couch and i was all like what i was like are you okay she's like well i'm going to the bed i was like okay i was like well fuck I was like, that was a <laughs> fucking weird ass dream and like i didn't remember it till like halfway through the day because that same song came on but it's like from i want to say maybe like the google dolls <laughs> oh shit <Wow>. okay <laughs> I was yeah. going to say, maybe it was our grandma, but never mind. Our grandma would never know who the Google dolls <laughs> yeah, but See, but the, the thing is, is that they, it was like, like, it was like almost like it felt like they were just picking stuff randomly, like in the airwaves. Hmm. Oh, okay. Because it, it, that's what it felt like static airwaves when they mm-hmm. were like sitting there. I don't know how to explain it. Like uh, white noise. You remember that movie? Yeah. 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 It was like that, like staticky people. Hmm. Okay. Okay. And it it wasn't threatening at all. It was just kind of like at the end threw me in for a surprise where I was like, what the fuck? Like I this, I'm <laughs> dreaming because this makes no sense right now. Like these people can't be like, so I'm like clearly dreaming. <laughs> and then I started to look at Sal and I was like, yeah, like this is a complete <laughs> fucking dream. <laughs> but yeah, right. that, that's it. All right. Cool. Yeah. That's, that's an interesting one. It makes me. Like, I feel like we always have abuelitas coming up to us, be- especially because of Sal. Like, they're drawn to us because of him. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the candy flows his way. Yeah. He is, the, the fates have favored him. <laughs> well, I mean, after your dream, I, I want to try LSD now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, it's weird. Like I said, uh, the, random, like, he'll be like, I want this. And I was like, no, we can't. And they'll be like, he can just have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I'm like, I just gave him like a one minute speech on how he can't have it. And he doesn't have like, the world doesn't work like that. He has to have money and he doesn't have then money. He needs to have a job. Well, I tell him, because I, I tell him, I was like, do you have coins? And he's like, no coins. And I was like, well, then you can't get nothing if you don't have coins. All right. Well, I think that was a, a good, that's a good creepy update. And I think the we, I really liked our story from our listeners so oh, yeah. yeah 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 all right so let's get into our uh rodeo theme yeehaw yeah that's uh our, our western rodeo type yeah theme. and i think we should clarify because uh the rodeo is currently oh, happening yeah. in, in san, san antonio. antonio right now so. yeah that's that's why we're going with the rodeo theme even though we we never participate so well, again we're rodeo western we're, we're covering western type yeah, dilios, oh, yeah. but oh, yeah. in we're covering Western type dilios in honor of our rodeo here. <laughs> yeah, <just> because, <laughs> and I think we just like cowboy butts. Yeah. Cowboy butts because they drive us nuts. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's get into it. It's <laughs> gonna be our next uh, bumper sticker out there. <laughs> All right. Even if it doesn't, go ahead and just stick it on your friend's truck. <laughs> you know, as a goof. Okay, so when I think of cowboys, I automatically think of the birdcage theater inside of Tombstone, Arizona. Um, oh, I didn't even think of that. That is lit- That's why I asked you, like, what are you covering? So I make sure, because that's literally, like, where the first 
like where my brain travels to, it's like Birdcage. <laughs> but really? yeah. Okay. I, I, and I thought I thought it was called the OK Corral. Well, I don't know anything. Well, I about think that. it's I think it's the the it's not in the same location. It's like a little bit further from that spot, right? What? The theater that you're talking about? No, it's there in Tombstone, Arizona. Yeah, oh, but it's not okay. like it's not the OK Corral. No. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's where the famous shooting happened. Yeah, that was where, the, the the shootout. Um <laughs> where good old uh Wider, yeah. defied all. Oh Lord! Well, yeah. I don't know anything about the Cowboys. Uh, damn! I got, <laughs> I got to scratch my balls. Now. Oh my God! <laughs> but so, yeah. I, I think of a uh, school cowboy whenever I think of uh, ghost stories. Oh well, I think we're well, we're not talking about ghost stories. We're talking about cowboys. Oh yeah, yeah. That's so anywho, <laughs> yeah. I think of John Travolta. Uh, I think yeah. of uh, the Birdcage Theater. So, anyways, here's some mystery. So, Tombstone was founded in 1877 by Ed Shefflin, who was a prospector that discovered silver. As word spread quickly of the discovery, a town quickly popped up that included a general store, saloons, hotels, and most importantly... A brothel? Brothels. Yeah! <laughs> you, you can't have fucking cowboys and miners without a goddamn brothel. I, I, it just blows my mind that that's like, there's no hospital, there's no clinics, but there's a brothel. <laughs> well, technically at the time, your barber was your doctor. Oh, shit. Or, I mean, anybody Ooh, there's really... There's ghosts in your blood, so... <laughs> yeah, exactly. What the fuck? Any, Not any, a church in sight. <laughs> anybody could technically be your doctor, you know? Yeah. yeah. Alright. Yep. Well, anyways. But... It takes a special kind of person to be your brothel worker. Anyways. Oh, yeah. They, they won't let you do... The doctor will help you, but he won't help you that much. Okay. <laughs> he Anyways. helps the body. She even, helps the soul. Okay. Even if you gave a little extra. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We support uh, sex <laughs> workers. <at> yeah. <laughs> okay, anyways. We always have. So, anyways, four <laughs> years later... In December of 1881, the multi-level Birdcage Theater opened. Originally built as an opera house, which is very surprising considering Sophisticated. our clientele. Yes. <laughs> For the time. Yeah. <laughs> the establishment was then turned into the theater to stay open literally 24 hours a day and 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Damn. I know. So the downstairs level of the building housed a high-stakes $1,000 buy-in and poker game, which is just, what the fuck? Like, the $1,000 now, today, is, like... Still pretty well, Yeah, I mean, I, before you continue, I want to say, New York ain't got nothing on Texas. That's why we had to shut down. We, we got to go to sleep. They make us go to sleep. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm just saying, they make Texans go... They tell you, you ain't going to drink today. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> anyways, okay, you, you so... Got, you got to stop, boys. <laughs> So anyways, so the $1,000 buy-in poker game that is said to have continually have run for eight years, five months, and three fucking days. Holy shit. That's a lot of money. Would so, you be mad if I put the Yosemite Sam? I would love that, sir. <laughs> Just to fucking salute that. <laughs> so anywho's players would change continuously throughout the years. Some of the more famous being Adolf Bush of the Bush Brewery Empire. Oh, I'm glad you said that instead oh of what, I, what you're thinking. Um, George Randolph Hearst. I have no idea who this is, and I don't think anyone really does because when I was trying to research who he was, nobody could tell me who he was, but apparently he's big name that was there financier hey, you put some respect on his name man. anyways financier diamond jim brady famous gambler gunfighter and dentist doc holiday yeah and 
Bat Masterson, a well-known gambler, journalist, and lawman. <laughs> they also had a brothel and saloon in the building, by the way. <laughs> of course, man. They're, that was like the modern day uh, Walmart. Oh my you gosh. know, I'm gonna cheese this one up when you when you said Doc Holiday. I'm gonna put uh, Val Kilmer. I'll be your Huckleberry. Oh, yeah. I love a Val Kilmer. Anyways, <laughs> um, supposedly there have been a total of 26 deaths inside of the Birch Cage Theater. So as of today, the ghost tour operates as an attraction, offering self-guided tours daily for fifteen dollars and nightly ghost tours. Self-guided. That means you do it yourself. Yes. Oh. It means you get to wander around and just read their plaques and stuff man i'm glad sex workers don't do that (laughs) yeah you do it yourself boy (laughs) (laughs) reported phenomena are the smells of whiskey and sometimes cigars in the no smoking saloon the sound of pianos laughter from years past and sometimes people are seen walking across the stage supposed stagehands from the past so the major and popular ghost here is that of Margarita. Girl, I like your name. So, the tale of Cheers. <laughs> so, the tale of Margarita starts in 1882. Margarita is employed by the Birdcage Theater and is said to have a rival at another establishment called the Crystal Palace. This Ooh. rival's name is Little Gertie, but is known as Gold Dollar. So, Gold Dollar is very popular at the Crystal Palace and is even said to have a living lover named Billy Milgreen. Wait, are we talking in real life or ghost-wise? We're talking in real life. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought you were going like, I was like, what? How does a ghost have a living lover? (laughs) So, well, Billy is caught entertaining the tall, dark, and willowy Margarita. And Gold Dollar is extremely upset, understandably. I just want to say Gold Dollar is also known as Little Gertie because she is a petite person, Mm -hmm. but she is known to be a bit of a fiery woman. Mm, Just the way I like them. (laughs) So anyways, Gold Dollar hadn't done anything to Miss Margarita until she saw him with her own two eyeballs, Margarita crawling into Billy's lap. Crawling? Yes. Wow. So, well, Goat Dollar grabbed Margarita's hair and supposedly stabbed her in the heart with a double-edged stiletto knife she had hidden in her garter. That was common back in the day. Yeah. What? Is it? That's terrifying. No, you could could pretty much justifiably kill people. It was Old West rules. Well, this kind of makes sense because before any authorities could arrive, Goat Dollar disposed of the stiletto knife. And since they said she didn't have the murder weapon... They couldn't do anything, <laughs> despite yeah. there yeah. being multiple witnesses to the crime. Yeah, and and Jesse's right about this. Uh, but actually, back in the West, if you could justify a motherfucker for calling you a liar, you could gun his ass down right in the middle it was, of the street. It was a uh, um, basically like a defamation of character, or like a, a, yep. a just yep. taking disrespect it into your against own hands. your. Well, because <laughs> yeah. it was pretty hard to like have the lawman do everything all over, so civilians were actually encouraged yeah. to take law into their own hands. Yeah, well, it was uh, oh God, it was the honor system basically. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, anyway, so later down the road, the knife was found and is in display in the theater now. So people now claim to see a naked woman that looks between the ages of 18 and 20 around, I guess, like the balcony areas where the brothel was. Shit, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, I knew that you would be the one to to get a kick out of that. <laughs> god damn it. Girl, what you doing up there? Oh, ma'am. Come You're down our here. children. 
Oh my god. Does she take dollar bills? Anyways. Um, so there is also the tragic tale of Carmelia Jimenez, but Jimenez I'm saying Jimenez because that's what it makes sense to me, but it's G I M E N E S, right? Okay. That sounds like a Jimenez to me still. So so like these it, names sound colloquial yeah. to to yeah. To, okay. So anyways, Carmelia Jimenez, she was also an entertainer at the theater. On August 17th, 1888, her boyfriend, who also worked at the theater, said they both went home for the night, and she began crying. When he asked her what was wrong, she told him that it did not concern him. She was in the kitchen and, without his knowledge, took poison. The next day at her rehearsal, she began to vomit near a washstand. For some reason, her boyfriend thought that she took something purposefully to make her throw up. When her niece, Carmelita, asked him what was the matter, he told her she must have taken an emetic. And that's basically something that it will make you throw up on purpose. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's when Carmelita told her, no, she has poisoned herself. Go get the doctor. When the doctor arrived, he did give her something, hoping to make her throw up. But she died the next day around 5 o'clock. It doesn't say in the morning or night, but five o'clock <laughs> such a shame she doesn't appear naked anymore does she i don't think so and but let's not hope <laughs> um it was said she took a poison called rough on rats and that the theater closed for the night out of respect which kind of destroys the whole 24 7 claim of being open um, i'm sorry they closed because someone died Jennifer. <laughs> or, well no that's that's the logical thing but there's the whole there's the whole thing of like they were open 24 7 365 days a year you know like you can't say that and then be like oh also in this next sentence they closed for this person but anyways. i mean i'm pretty sure they didn't close the whole day they just closed like while they were like getting her okay well body. maybe i'm just being too technical but anyways I, yeah i was all like damn fucking calling out an old saloon for their fucking <laughs> no i mantra I'm that glad, many I, moons I am, ago i am glad that they were very respectful towards her death thanks damn, that margarita hits you i too. know she was like why am i being called out she was like man fuck <laughs> them they're liars they closed i'm just being technical <laughs> Anyways, um, so she has uh, said that she could possibly be haunting the property and the brothel that drove her to her death, but only like in this area. So thanks for calling me out. Jesus, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Well, because I was all like, man, I was like, that's in my head. I was thinking I was like, they closed it down. I was like, probably not for a lot. They probably enough to like clean up and start the. And then you're like, but they're liars. For <laughs> <laughs> well, because in my head, I'm thinking like 24 hours. You know, like that seems like the logical number. But what do I know? Apparently, anyway. <laughs> Essentially, she's still going with like they're full of shit. They closed for a few hours one day out of the fucking year. They can't say it. False advertisement. Get me the manager. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Oh my God. So another popular specter of the property is a woman in white. I'm going to interrupt you all the time, by the way. Um, another popular. <laughs> the pettiness is coming <laughs> This is why I don't drink on the show anymore. <laughs> that was basically a threat on air. <laughs> Another popular specter of the property is a woman in white, a proper lady, they say. Um, she is sometimes seen going down the stairs into the poker room wearing a bonnet. And that's why she's a proper lady, because she's wearing a bonnet. Just of that. Course, yeah. yeah. I mean, that makes sense. 
But uh, the weird thing is, like, they they say, like, what's a proper lady doing in a brothel, you know? Right, right. So that's why it's a bit weird. Maybe it was someone's kink. I don't know. But anyways. Or maybe she was getting busy. Hey. Ooh. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, proper ladies can pay for stuff, too. Yeah. No judgment. <laughs> anyways. In the 1980s, a seance was held by a psychic medium. In the presence was the owner of the time, William Hunley. During the seance, Hunley began to be strangled and was only... Let go once the medium broke her trance. For six weeks, uh, he sported the bruises of the strangulation on his neck, which seems like excessive. But I don't—I've never been strangled, so I don't know how long they're supposed to be on your neck. <laughs> I have, and I haven't found a woman that could do it right. Sweet Jesus. Anyways, we'll pray for you. Um, <laughs> a less frightening haunting is that of a poker chip. What? Yeah. Oh, that so. is actually the most interesting one. <laughs> I was like, now I am, you've piqued my interest. <laughs> Bill Hunley, son of William Hunley, the choked, tried to get a poker chip authenticated by antiqui- antiquarians. I said this in my brain. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> antiqui- antiquarians? I don't know. Anyways, Bill knew that the chip would sometimes disappear and reappear at times. So he decided to lock it in a vault for safekeeping. When they arrived, of course, the poker chip was gone and would be found only until after they left. What the hell? Yep. What the hell? I would be so pissed. Damn it. Anyway, so um, my last one is one employee named Bill Clanton claims that the spirits are always moving around in there and the smell of smoke around the dice table comes and goes and that he lets them know that if you leave me alone, I'll leave you alone. Hmm. Okay. And that's mighty, a that's Mighty a good, Western way of thinking yeah about that's things. a good motto to live by by the way <laughs> <laughs> wow so uh this hasn't happened in a while but fun time jen is here yeah, yeah. fun time jen is definitely here <laughs> yeah that that it, when she said i will interrupt you she took out a stiletto as well from her bustle and waved it in the podcast I'm we not going to be drinking next week. <laughs> we will we will post pictures of the stiletto uh, on our Facebook that she waved around. Mm-hmm. She's licking the inside of her cup. Mm-hmm. Just... <laughs> Let's let the tequila soak into the bones. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Let's continue. All right. I liked it. I liked, I liked it a lot. It, yeah, it was that was good. really good. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Damn it. This is where we're at right now, guys. <laughs> Enjoy it. <laughs> Enjoy it, everyone. We do yeah. this for you all. <laughs> so don't send me mean comments, please, because Sober Jen can't take it. <laughs> Jesse's going to lock himself in the closet <laughs> later. I'm going to get locked in the closet. <laughs> she's going to be stabbing at the door. Yeah. All right. They, they call me Jenny Dollar. <laughs> Anyways, oh all right. <laughs> Let's continue. Okay, so I'm next, mm-hmm. and I did a certain B and B in the Dallas Stockyards. Mm-hmm. So originally, I was gonna do the Freeman Coliseum because it was gonna be here at home, and like we said, we were gonna do rodeo because uh, rodeo is here in town, and mm-hmm. yeah, cowboy butts drive us nuts. Yep, yeah. there you go. So. I'm going to tell you about Miss Molly's B&B and Hotel. I feel okay. like I've heard this before. So it is a fairly popular one from uh, Fort Worth. Okay. I know it has been featured on Discovery Channel. 
but uh, still not a very well-known one by me, right? Is Mr. Baggins a previous <clears throat> visitor? No, he is not. I had to get his name in there. <laughs> <laughs> so I do want to, because uh, I, I really did like this little quote from one of the news articles that I read. Mm-hmm. So... Just to put it into perspective, right, this, the stockyards in Dallas was a hustle and bustle cattle driving, you know, location. Uh, I mean, uh, most of Texas's cattles were driven through Dallas and these stockyards, right? Yes, sir. The trail. At, yeah. At one time it was called Cowtown. So the quote goes, Fort Worth was the last stopping place for the cowboys to hoop and holler and have a good time before they drove the cattle up the Chisholm Trail. And uh, the hooping and hollering is what I I really enjoy. <laughs> yeah, the hooping and the hollering. That, that's the the payoff to being a cowboy, bro. Wait, Hell I just yeah. want to say, isn't that isn't Fort Worth the is it the hometown of what is it the the couple, the ones that would go and rob banks? Um, oh, Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, yep. is that Fort Worth? Is mm-hmm. oh okay, okay, cool. Yeah, Bonnie Nettle not, and not cool, but like remembering something is cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> memory is cool. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm gonna shut up. Wow, your memory comes back with booze. Yeah, that's. that's I, I'm like, wow. Well, you know a... what? I, I might be mistaken because I think like all bad memories when women are drinking come back up. Like their that's memory oh, yeah. just facts. gets really yeah, good just immediately. Just wants like, to scream facts because yeah. of a couple of hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> How was all of a sudden your fucking Alexa and your fucking. Wikipedia, yeah, just <laughs> about the best. Yeah. What's that one movie where they can't get back to the competition until the guy is like plastered? Um, what? Oh god, it was. So anyways, like it doesn't. Fest? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's they're, me. They're trying to find like the the route back to yeah. the thing. <laughs> anyways, I'm sorry. Continue. Okay, so let's get into Miss Molly's uh, B&B, right? So located in the middle of Fort Worth's stockyards sits Miss Molly's, the oldest bed and breakfast in Fort Worth. Established as a boarding house in 1910 and called the Palace Rooms. Later, during its prohibition period, it was called the Oasis. And even later, or Bordello in the 1940s, when it was called the Gayet Hotel. Mm. I like that. I like that. Yeah. The hotel only has eight rooms, though, but all having their fair share of activity and sightings. It's in the cattleman's room and the cowboy room that the spirits tend to visit the most. The accounts here run the gamut, right? Starting with the more traditional, full-bodied apparitions, unexplained scents of perfumes hanging in the air, items disappearing and then suddenly reappearing, cold spots that traveled throughout the hotel, toilets flushing on their own, flickering lights... But they also have the not-so-common, such as unlocked doors not being able to be opened. And then I can't really fully describe this one. I think you would have to try to imagine it yourself. Okay. Uh, Suddenly being surrounded by strange noises and then suddenly silence. Hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I kind of don't like that. That would freak me out. <laughs> like, that's not even spooky. That's like anxiety. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, <laughs> as a person that's experienced that before, I, I know exactly what they mean. Yeah. Yeah, did I die? <laughs> or, or, you, or it's just like, it takes oh you a little God. while to snap into it because you're just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, <laughs> why is it like quiet all of a sudden? Like, this does not make sense. Mm-hmm. 
So some of the permanent residents that are said to still reside within the walls of Miss Molly's are that of a lady of the night, a weary cowboy, and a little girl that is believed to be one of the working lady's daughters. On many occasions, guests have reported suddenly being awakened to the feeling of a presence in the room, as if not being alone, and then witnessing a smoky apparition of a lady standing at the foot of their bed, staring at them intently. Like that. <laughs> a reporter even once claimed to have woken up in the middle of the night to see a scantily dressed blonde woman sitting at the edge of the bed, staring at him seductively. <laughs> Others have claimed to feel as if someone had laid in the bed right next to them and then a sudden chill crawl over them, only to discover that no one was in the bed with them. Other guests have claimed to have sheets pulled from them while sleeping lamps being unplugged suddenly from the wall while being turned on, and much more. The apparition of an eight- or nine-year-old little girl was often seen in the private rooms of the hotel manager, a quick glimpse of a child running behind furniture or standing in the corner of the room is reported. Mm. It's unclear why she is here, but it's generally believed that she was a possible victim of disease or maybe just a general kid accident. It's also said that a very polite spirit still tips the housekeepers that clean rooms. On what such occasion, one keeper even quit her job due to this. She claims that she would go into a room and do her duties, fluffing, tidying, and cleaning the room, noticing nothing out of the ordinary. But upon finishing, no one else entering the room also with her, she would now see a coin placed upon the dresser or a table. Guests have also said to go up to the rooms and say, uh, claim that they have coins laying across their bed. Hmm. Right? Like, it's a tip. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting, though. I'd, I'd be like, wow, who the fuck's been in my room? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I was like, keep gold coins? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Shit, yeah. Even at that, I'd be like, well, fuck, give me my tip. Yeah, <laughs> Silver or gold is always appreciated. <laughs> Thank you. So... Miss Paula, the innkeeper, has claimed that she leaves Bibles in the rooms and bathrooms when one guest exclaimed to her that he had a strange occurrence happen to him. He said that while in the bathroom, the lights were acting strange, dimming, then brightening, and dimming back and forth repeatedly. She told him that it's in that bathroom that it's believed that one of the night ladies was brutally stabbed. Oh, no. On another occasion involving the same guy's friend who stayed there, to, tr- uh, to try and document an encounter claimed by her uh, she had used a ghost radar app right and I'm, I'm gonna say something after this right okay so she was using I think a- we're gonna be on point with what you're gonna say <laughs> <laughs> she was using a ghost radar app and while reading a book she claimed that it had gone off upon reading the message she was stunned silent and shocked it read I hope my pres- does- presence does not frighten you the fuck yeah all so, of that usually yeah. it's just one word so i uh i do believe that it did say sentence before mm-hmm. and then it said that okay but uh, like you just said I, i'm kind of skeptical about that one mm-hmm. it's a good story it's why i included it mm-hmm. uh i'm not gonna discredit her but i'm not also going to credit her yeah i'm not it's gonna download good the ghost app though because <laughs> yeah. i know i'll get paranoid <laughs> she does because i downloaded one time when i was all like well i downloaded it one time i'm sorry i'm gonna cut into your story real quick no, for go an ahead. experience okay so i downloaded a ghost app once and this was like when me and jesse were like 
I don't know what we were way back then, 10 years ago. But anyways. Um, <laughs> oh, the slap in the face. I know. <laughs> anyways, so uh, I was driving to his house over there off of 410 and Old Pearsall. And I was just like, hee hee, go step while I'm driving. <laughs> and like it would show like a little radar, okay. like where the ghost was supposed to be. And it was showing like, like I'm in the center and it was showing like a little bit to the back right. And so I was like. Are they in my back seat? And like it would like send out alone code, and I'd be like, okay, I'm turning this off. <laughs> I'm like, no, thank you. Even you understood the novelty of it, and you yeah. were still spooked. Yeah, yeah. I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> exactly. She was just like, oh, I was like, like. Anyway, sorry for interrupting. <laughs> no, it's a good story. It's a it's a good story just, and a good burn. Just like. <laughs> <laughs> just like your uh unhumanly strength for opening a car door moving at 70 miles an hour <laughs> it's a good story <laughs> anyways i'm sorry continue okay so there is not very much that we can draw on on these stories right we, we can't find very much uh other than you know the, the more traditional things people capturing spooky you know shadowy images of cowboys and in hallways and stuff like that so it's here that i want to kind of draw the tales of miss molly's hotel to a close but i want to leave you with an account from a review of a patron that stayed there i love reviews yeah and this one's good i really like this one this is why i included it so let's begin with this little review every april my mom and all of us four daughters go to miss molly's and stay a few days first of all let me say that the innkeeper, Tina, is wonderful. She is one of the reasons we keep going back. We keep in contact with her throughout the year. I want to share a few of our stories. The first trip, my mom and sister caught a shadow going across the wall where the mirror is in the sitting area. You can clearly see the shadow, but see nothing in the mirror. No one was in the hotel at the time. Not much happened that trip. The last year we went uh, has made me rethink of going back this year. My sister, who is skeptical about the paranormal world thought she would go lay in the bed in jake's room and mess with him she was laying there saying jake i don't believe you exist show yourself if you do she started getting aggressive with him after about 10 minutes the door slammed shut and locks jake don't like that yeah she started screaming and was crying she tried everything she could to open the door we all were sitting in the sitting room with a few of the other guests. We all jumped up and tried to open the door. We couldn't get it open. One of the other guests grabbed the room key off the wall where the keys to all the rooms are kept. The key wouldn't even unlock it. After a few minutes, the door just unlocked. My sister is very hard to scare. She was on the floor shaking and crying. We all went into the sitting area and tried to calm her down. As we were doing that, the TV came on all by itself. The volume was turned up all the way, and the picture was snowy. We turned it off, and it continued two more times. I have never been so scared. I wanted to leave so bad that night. Tina opened up all the Bibles in the hotel so I would relax some. We have also heard a little girl's laughter, toilets flushing, and my sister took a picture on her phone, and you could see the shadow of a cowboy on the floor. Oh. Yeah. I don't like that, but I like it at the same time. But what the fuck? <laughs> I kind of want to yeah. go there, you know, just and, to see. And that's why I wanted to focus on this one, too, because it just sounds like a good time. <laughs> and uh, 
it's it's uh i i guess this would be like the definition of gentrification because like you know you got these classy little restaurants all around it and here's this really old time b&b that still has like all the original antiques in it It, it's it's kind of like a a step into the past Mm -hmm. when you go into miss molly's and then you got all these swanky places all around it because it's it's no more you know this this wild western you know interesting rustling cows and stuff well i really like that i wish we could like somehow like make our way up there but i know our kids Five-hour car drive is not going to happen. <laughs> I think they'd kill us before anything, <laughs> before we can make it. Oh, man. But that sounds but, really fun. But, wow. Yeah. Well. So, I love that one. Yeah. If, to our listeners, if any of y'all have ever stayed in there, definitely let us know if you had an experience. Because yeah. that sounds like. Yeah, that was actually, I don't know, when he was telling me, I was like, man, I was like, I, like, how are you saying? I was like, I would really like to <laughs> tackle that so on. I would love oh, to be yeah. spooked and pooped I, there. I, I, well, I call dibs on the one that crawls in bed with you. Oh, I, God. I, I was thinking the same. I was like, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyway. For scientific purposes, babe. Uh-huh. God. Oh, anyway. This yeah. is for science. Yeah. It science. is. This is. Whatever. But it's not technically. You know it's what? Not... You know I would be in. You know I would all end up hyperventilating by the end of the night. Yeah. So. <laughs> They're like, oh no, Jesse's so scared oh, in there. He's no. hyperventilating too. <laughs> I'm gonna stab you. <laughs> but anyways, are you okay in there? Yes, I'm just really scared. Spooky, spooky ghost. Uh-huh. Ectoplasm everywhere. <laughs> I'm gonna stab you. <laughs> Sticky ectoplasm everywhere, guys. <laughs> I told you to leave me alone when I vacuum my room. <laughs> Sticky ghost ectoplasm. Don't come oh in here. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's good I, if you're texting me, I don't have my phone. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not texting you. Oh, if you're texting me threatening messages, <laughs> they are. my phone is. I'll, I'll make sure to forward them to the police. <laughs> Anyways, I like that fake laugh. <laughs> I practice it. <laughs> Anyways, it's my shooter McGavin laugh. <laughs> I eat pieces of shit for breakfast. <laughs> Anyways, oh my god, this my is devolving so my, quickly. <laughs> my sister's on a roll right yeah, now. Yeah, I like it. I like the chaos. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> See, this is why I hope the paranormal putas come down and party I know. with us. So, oh, yeah. like, I know if they ever come down, I'll be like, all right, let's margarita up. Yeah, this is, this is like, uh, <laughs> this is how the Avengers must have felt when that whole Thanos thing was going on. Just no control over anything. Oh, God. I, all I know is we, we got to, like, set up bail bonds ahead of time because I'm pretty sure someone's going to the drunk tank. Oh, gosh. Anyways, the, uh, I need infinity to go- margarita. The infinity margarita sounds amazing. All right, as I gather my sticky notes and crayons <laughs> <laughs> to go with my tale that was briefly, I think, tapped upon the deal with the devil type mm-hmm. thing with yeah. uh, the Mars Volta that we covered uh, of El Charro-like behavior in one of their videos. I am covering El Charro Negro, which is essentially, I guess, the man in black, mm. which in Western, it's always mentioned. Johnny Cash was really big on, of course, you know, the man in black. Mm-hmm. Buck Owens does a song called uh, The Tall Dark Stranger. Yeah, yeah. Just some references so you guys want to hear some spooky country music. 
<laughs> uh, the it sounds campy and uh, country like, but uh, the lyrics are very much paranormal. Um, so let's start off with the mythos of it, and I'll go into some stories that lead up to it. So El Charro Negro essentially is a man that lived in Mexico uh, sometime around the revolutionary time, and he wasn't any kind of like noble or of rich class he was the lower class but his family was kind of middle class okay so they had money but he didn't as he was like a little bit older and of course as males you're supposed to you know basically get on your shit and make your money so right he was he would work you know the the fields and uh the ranches and you know work his hands off but as soon as he would get the money he would spend it on suits he had a very refined taste so he would get the the expensive hats the expensive suits the expensive boots and by the time he was done he was basically out of money but he looked good though (laughs) everybody in town would say he looked fantastic he really wore it well he was a handsome man uh young very you know robust in life he just didn't manage his money well because he felt he deserved that kind of lifestyle so me too <laughs> yeah don't we all <laughs> um so as his life progressed um he always had the cushion of his parents until the one day where his parents passed away and unfortunately a lot of debt and family i guess will problems occurred and basically left him on his own Right, right. Where he had to work and he actually had to put money back into not the suits. Basically, you know, eating and, you know, a shelter, you know, like a house, you know, the the dumb stuff in life. And that kind of upset him and he felt really <laughs> crossed. Dumbest. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you know, basics. Yeah. Uh, Just he the felt, essentials, you mm-hmm. know. He felt really crossed by it. So, uh, feeling very downtrodden in a place very secluded in one of the rural areas he sat and he actually was thinking out loud and kind of was cursing and stuff and he was saying i would give anything to live the life that i want and as soon as those thoughts were manifested it said that a long tall lanky man appeared to him and showed him a sack full of money and his eyes gleamed up and said take what you want and as soon as he reached to get that money, he kind of closed it and said, but I have one restriction, you know, one thing that I'm going to ask from you. If you take whatever you want, I'm going to need your soul. And at this point, he realized, oh, crap, I'm making a deal with the devil. Yeah. And kind of not being young in his 20s, said, you know what? I can live with this. You're oh, going to give me riches, the money that I want, anything I want, women. I essentially live my life to the fullest I take it he said okay you'll never need for money you'll always have it but one day I will come back and I will reclaim the soul that you owe me mm-hmm. just so we're clear I said sure sounds like the best deal essentially thinking I cheated this guy cause I'm gonna drink myself stupid and gamble myself stupid he won't have to come for me I'll go to him essentially <laughs> okay. and sure enough yeah, yeah he best suits all over town everybody was shocked this he basically was a staple so women were after him Mm, yeah multiple estates everything he had it all it's only till 
As he got older, he started to realize, the women that I'm with aren't really with me because they love me. They don't really care about me. It's just all the money. Yeah, yeah. So he came a little bit bitter about that. And not being able to find true love kind of just threw that to the wayside. Then he realized, yeah, you know what? The, the friends that I have aren't really my friends because they just, they're here because of the money. Mm-hmm. So I'm not just going to have friends. So eventually he became bitter, old, and secluded in his estate. And as he saw his looks and his health start to kind of diminish, he realized, fuck, I'm, I'm, I'm getting close to that deadline. Yeah. He's eventually going to come for me. Like he sees it drawing near. Yeah, so in his panic and fear, he orders all his helpers in his estate to start putting crosses all over his property. Well, and he tries to start, like, protecting himself? Yes. Wow. Um, he starts kind of going to church, trying to, like, cram for the finals because he knows it's coming. And it is at that one point he had a very faithful horse that he had bought. And it was, like, his best friend. That's the only thing that he valued with Aww. him. Of course. Yeah. And so one time that he was out in his property just riding his horse, he all of a sudden sees another rider riding across the property on the essentially row of crosses that are kind of making like a fence to the outside. Right. And he sees it following adjacent to him to the meet to the gate. And his horse kind of buckles and it starts freaking out as the other horse draws knees. And he realizes it's the man that he met in his youth. Oh, shit. And he tells him, this is all in Spanish, as it's, but I'll try to translate it. And he says, you goddamn coward. Why have you been hiding from me? Damn it. I gave you everything you wanted and you told me exactly what, you know, our deal was. And you were okay with it. Now, all of a sudden, you've changed up on me. I'm going to get you. I go, there's no way you can outrun me. Sounds like the IRS. Yeah. So he tells him, I will be back tomorrow night for you. None of this will be able to protect you. Be prepared. With a swift, yeah, takes off. Dust into the, you know, sunset. Spooked out of his mind, he says, well, you know what? I am not going to give this guy a chance to come back tomorrow. I will ride in the morning. Mm-hmm. Big mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he gets a suit his most beautiful suit that he has puts it on a couple of things gets his loving horse fucking starts riding off to try to get into another place another state high change his name he's not really thinking too much about it so as he's riding out it's still mid-morning the sun hasn't come out he doesn't get far before he he gets caught up um and as the other the devil essentially meets him he tries to get him but the horse that he's on fights back for him hmm. oh, shit. In, in knowing that his owner was kind of in a bind gives him a couple of minutes to kind of try to get away which he wasn't gonna outrun him yeah he ends up getting him and as he's pleading for his life he says no this is the deal you made this is what's gonna happen as soon as he lays his hand on him he can he starts to see his flesh literally disintegrate hmm. and his bare bones start to come out and he can see the suit just kind of give way as it's draping and he's freaking out and in the last moments he says you know what you had a lot of balls in doing what you did to me so 
I will give you a way out just because you had so much gold towards me. I will make you my rider. You will do deeds for me, reclaim people that run from me like you did. Mm-hmm. Essentially, ghost rider-ish type of thing. <laughs> I will send you after these people. And if you're able to trick them into taking the money that you give them in their need, they'll replace you. And you'll be set free. Huh, like a wow. bounty hunter. Like a cool-ass bounty hunter. And he says, but <laughs> if you're not, you're still going to keep doing it. And if you're not needed, you're going to get tortured down there Mm-mm. until you're needed. So, of course, he agrees to it. And he says, but I know you love your horse so much and you're thinking that he's scot-free because that cursed beast chose to stand against me. He will be in the same predicament as you. Oh, shit. It'll be cursed just like you. And you both will ride and do this for me until you guys find a replacement. Boom. Thus, the story's told. People find his emaciated, dead, bleached white bones, mm-hmm. his suit, the horse, and the story starts out. El Charro nice. Negro was killed. But a few weeks after this, they start to see the man again. Oh, shit. And they start seeing him going into the poorer sides of town, hitting up families that he knew were in need. Yeah. Hitting the countrymen, saying, hey, get off the donkey catch a ride on my horse and I'll give you some money but already knowing the tale of this they all refuse but they still take the ride and they realize as soon as they get off the horse he turns back into bones and disappears Hmm. oh shit so there's a lot of accounts with people that actually almost took the deed and were essentially crippled or basically put bedridden wise where they were close there were really close to it but they weren't enough to close that deal up to this day it said that he hasn't found anyone dumb enough <laughs> to, to take his deal him. yes wow. so as long as the story of el charro negro continues and you tell it to your friends <coughs> your kids you're saving somebody anybody that you know you essentially give them the ability to not be taken a fool nice but be warned <laughs> as soon as you tell the story of el charro negro to anybody you might know you ex- immediately become on the radar of him, and he will. Well, fucking thanks. Try <laughs> to tempt you. Thanks. He's gonna tempt you with margaritas or goldfish. Yeah. <laughs> I got a a horse full of baby Yodas. <laughs> Done. And Jesse's just sitting there. Are you actually thinking about it? <laughs> How are you on the horse already? Damn it. <laughs> I think the horse in and of itself would have been enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but can I braid its hair? <laughs> That's the important question. Nice. I like it. Mm-hmm. I love but, it. Yeah. I mean, it, and it's a very, the story always kind of varies on the time period, but it's just a precautionary tale for Hispanics and kind of not being responsible Mm. Well, I think wise. I think if the Chetapi has taught us anything, it's really upon our vices. Because yeah. Yeah. suck toes to ride a fucking tiger? Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah, well, you're sucking my toes, that's, so... That's, yeah, that's, that's clearly a no-brainer. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like, cautionary tell my ass. Yeah. Does the tiger want to eat me? <laughs> I, I am the tiger king. <laughs> 
I'm never going to financially recover from this. (laughs) Anyways. Oh, man. Those goldfish are soaking up that margarita right now. My sister has calmed down. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways. She's also being comforted by this giant baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Plushy. Yeah. Yeah. She's just squeezing the the life out of it. Anyways. <laughs> this is what you'll get if you come record with us. <laughs> yeah, like if you could get sober gen or what was it? Uh, uh fun time gen. The juice is there loose. Or, the juice or is loose I was gen. about to say the juice is loose gen. Um that is our highest. That is the demonic position time. <laughs> that is when we have to call that uh lady from Poltergeist. Oh my god. <laughs> the gen is clean. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Alright. Well, thank you for tuning in, guys, for I feel like this is going to be a long episode. If you make it this far, thank you. Leave us little ghost emojis on our on our uh, yeah. page if you manage to make it this far. And let us know if you got the juice loose or if you were listening to this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Juice is loose. Um, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So uh, make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram, both of those are Let's Chat Paranormal. You can send in your stories to be read to Let's Chat Paranormal at gmail.com. Make sure you give us a rating on a good rating on Spotify and Podcasts. Just the little was out when that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, Spotify and Apple Podcasts and wherever else you're listening. And uh, just, you know, share us around. We'd love to get to talk to more people and have more stories on the show. So thank you again, guys. Yeah. Anything else? No, that's pretty much no. it. Okay. Okay, wait, wait, wait. What? What's a good what's a good uh western farewell? Is it just farewell? Meowdy. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> well uh dollar high gen will uh Yeah, I know. <laughs> the rootinous tootinous uh gen <laughs> will will be signing off. All right. Meowdy guys. There you go. Have a good week. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs>